wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome. Get yourself a soda, maybe a tub of popcorn, some milk duds perhaps. As Saturday Morning Pajamas presents At The Matinee. I'm your host, Jet, and once again, I am joined by the lovely AJ here. Hoi hoi! Today, we have just gone to the movies, and we are bringing you a special presentation of everyone's favorite film to love or criticize, can't decide which, X-Men Apocalypse. And so, let, let me go ahead and say, say right now, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoiler warning. Um, we're going to go over the movie, uh, tell you how much we liked it, didn't like it. Uh, you know, this movie itself has a lot of critics just really disliking it, panning it. I've heard after the movies come out and m normal people have seen it, most people have actually I've heard good reviews. And you'll get to see our opinion once you listen for a bit. Um, again, spoilers, if you don't know what those are, that means we are going to tell you what happens in the movie. We will be giving away plot points. We'll be discussing if there's an after credit scene and if so, what happens. So... Be aware that if you haven't seen the movie yet and you really don't want to be spoiled, please put this on your save list and come back once you've seen the theater. Uh, film in the theaters. Blech. So, let's get into the plot. <coughs> okay. So, movie starts off... Wait a minute. I don't remember how the movie started off. Um... Did... Shit. Um... How did this movie start off? <laughs> There was a lot that happened in this movie, to be fair. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going to go into one thing real quick before I go into the plot. Mm -hmm. One of the criticisms we heard was there was just so many characters. And it's true. There was a lot of characters. However, I personally feel it was handled very well. Uh, Brian Singer did an amazing job juggling all the different... Storylines. Yeah, the storylines and the different locations, like... This, you know, this scene over here is happening in, say, Egypt. Well, this scene is happening in America. And then later it comes together here. But he balanced it so it wasn't completely a clusterfuck. And, you know, he does, he, like she said, he does a great job with it. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to add. I now remember where the movie started. Thank See, you very much. And that's part of why we can't remember. <laughs> the, movie, the movie did a great job for our MTV generation ADD adult minds. Egypt. It, it yes. started, and not just any Egypt. No, Egypt of long ago, back in the time of the ancient Egyptians. Uh, think about the time where everyone was worshipping the god Ra. Yeah. So, starts off with there, you see, you know, the big ceremony going on. They're kicking someone into the... Um, into one of the pyramids, and you know, a lot of people. Oh, look, look really cool. Look, oh, we're hardcore '80s style because you know the movie itself is actually set in the '80s, so you have a lot of those '80s costumes. And the original story itself comes from the '80s, which they stayed true to the costumes. It was really interesting that they did that. Um, the scene, however, takes place um, thousands of years ago, so big events going on. You see people bowing. There's soldiers everywhere. You kind of get the feeling a few soldiers are up to something special. Maybe they have a present for the person. Who knows? <laughs> but right. Essentially what's going on is there is a mutant. And he is... In what charge. Is, what, what did I say his name was again? 
Um, Abersor, Abersor something. Apocalypse. Abersor. No, I'm. No, see, now you got me thinking of characters from uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, no, it was. They never say his name during the movie, so it's gonna call him Apocalypse. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Apocalypse. He's. You know, in his Apocalypse gear, if you've ever seen the old Fox 40 Kids cartoon, and you remember Apocalypse, pretty much what he looks like. If you haven't, like me, basically, he is a cool-looking dude, all dressed in dark. Um, really really cool makeup effects. You can't even tell. It, the makeup is so good for this guy that I was shocked when I found out he was played by the same guy who played Poe in The Force Awakens. Yes, and that, that was actually really surprising. Turns out... That Apocalypse is played by Poe Dameron. Yeah. So, really good actor. I, I mean, given he was covered in makeup the entire movie, but... He did a good I, job. I had no no clue whatsoever. If you've seen the trailers, he's basically the big black... Uh, not black, but he had like the dark blue, midnight blue makeup on. Silver blue... Silverish blue. Dominus looking dude in the commercials. Yes. Anyway, so... So... Uh, he, and his power. Yeah. Um, from what I gathered, and we'll let the person who actually knows what's going on speak after. Yeah. What basically his power is he can take on other people. He can merge. He can move his consciousness into another person, and if they happen to be a mutant, he can absorb their powers. Truth be told, I was never a huge X Men fan, so I don't know of what Apocalypse's powers were because they never. When I watched the old cartoon, I don't remember them ever really covering it, and it was just he, he essentially was god level power the way they explain, explained it. According to the universe that. in this movie, that's how it it was portrayed to me. Yeah, and that's that's exactly how it was portrayed. And he, you know, he gives you know powers to four of his followers. Well, we haven't I, gotten there yet. Well, no, because they're at, they're actually they're helping him out. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. So so there's four followers who are helping him out in the in the temple with this process, and you know they are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. If that's just kind of how they've always been referred to in the comics yes. and whatnot. So, go ahead. And so, he is going through the ceremony to absorb someone uh, with powers, with a regeneration powers. Healing powers, yes. So, basically Wolverine, Wade Robson, those type of powers. Yeah. So, Wade Wilson, by Wilson. The way. Thank you. Anyway, so, and while they're doing the ceremony, those guards that are a little shady uh, end up going through with their plan and trapping them in the temple. Uh, cool scene happens. He, he gets trapped in the temple, not before he gets transferred over to that body. But because he's trapped to the bottom, he doesn't fully regenerate and doesn't wake up. He basically in slumber for a few thousand years. And transport to current day. Which is 1983. Mm-hmm. And we see... Okay, the first part... Well, I think we were first taken to Magneto's storyline, weren't we not? No, no. Because we have Magneto. Mm, yeah, we, we, I think we were first taken to Magneto's storyline. Magneto has escaped, has escaped from the last movie from uh, have, trying to assassinate uh, President Nixon. And he's living in Poland under an assumed identity with his wife and daughter. His wife knows who he is. No one else does. Yes. Um, and, then and then we cut from that... Over to the Scott Stummers storyline, you know, otherwise known as Cyclops, where he's a kid, just his powers are just developing. And he basically we get the puberty storyline where all of a sudden I'm shooting lasers out of my eyes. What am I gonna do? Growing up sucks. <laughs> yes, he he I spooged all over the um, captain of the football team. 
Yeah. So he had that whole it's, issue. So he's going on. And his brother, Havoc, was it? Havoc, yes. His brother, Havoc, takes him to uh, Xavier's school for the gifted because mm-hmm. they'll be able to help him there. And yeah. it's there that Beast actually makes those Cyclops glasses for him. Mm-hmm. And then we cut from that story back to the Egypt story where it's mo- now modern day Egypt. And character from the from two movies ago, Moira McTaggart. From First Class. Yes. Uh, she, co- she comes in, and she finds this little hidey hole, goes down inside of it, and there's a bunch of guys worshipping at it. Because she opened up the hidey hole, Sun gets in, goes on the Magic MacGuffin te- Pyramid Temple thing. And, and resurrects, basically, resurrect. for lack of a better word. Apocalypse. Who is all sorts of pissed. Yeah. Now we cut back to... Xavier's school. No. Now we cut back to... Uh, Magneto? Uh, Magneto in Poland. And so oh, he's... Oh, when the... When, uh, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. When Apocalypse was resurrected, it created an earthquake that was heard like all around the world. That yes. was felt around the world. Well, this earthquake caused a few things to waver. One of those things was in the factory that Magneto was working at, and Magneto used his powers to save someone. Yes, he said... Magneto is Charlie Brown for the most part. No matter what he does, it's going to come back and bite him in the ass. So he say, he actually saves someone's life and then goes back home. And then now we cut back to Xavier's School for the Mutants where the rumbling has caused a nightmares, nightmare, nightmares and visions in Jean Grey and to where the point where it's cooking her walls. And Xavier's trying to tell her... <laughs> Phoenix. <clears throat> yeah, no, we, we, we have, there's no more illusions of Phoenix in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Anyways, anyway. so Xavier, you know, reassures her that everything's okay, it's just a dream, just a dream. And then she assures him, no, it's not a dream, it's a vision. And, you know, listening to the person who is more power, a more powerful psychic than you might be a good idea, you bald douche. He's not bald yet. So like, we, do found a, we do found a way for him to get bald in this movie. Yes. So then we cut back to Ma- um, to Magneto, mm-hmm. and what happened is some of the people at the plant or factory where mm-hmm. he was working saw what happened and reported it to the police, like good little sheep. And this being 1983 Poland, it's under Russian rule. So the K- it's essentially the KGB secret police come for him and, uh, and know that he's, ma- at this point, they suspect he's Magneto, so they don't bring any metal weapons. Right. Now, they... His wife and daughter, they meet in the woods, so it's like, you know, a very safe place for them. By the way, they kidnapped his daughter. Yeah. And Magneto is willing to go with them peacefully. He is very peaceful at this point. He is like, you know, I'm not going to hurt. I'm trying. He's essentially following the same path that his parents did. Yeah. And so he, he goes with the, he starts going with the police. And his daughter just, you know, starts to freak out. Don't go, Daddy. Don't go. A la, you know, Magneto in First X-Men and, and, and the beginning of X-Men First Class. And so what happens? Well, she has a power that has to do with animals or something. Uh, talking to animals or controlling animals, so but having an affinity with animals, essentially. So she's flipping the fuck out. So that freaks out the animals. And the birds. Which, yep. Which are animals. Yep. And this freaks out the police, which causes one of them to take his little toy bow and arrow and somehow, with a single shot, kill Magneto's <laughs> wife and daughter. Yes, one shot. See, I didn't realize they were killing both his wife and daughter until like, until halfway through his crying when I realized 
That arrow is in pretty damn deep. Oh. So, for some reason, this does not please Magneto. And his daughter actually had a little locket with Magneto's parents on it. Oh, call back to an earlier scene where his daughter was getting for bed and she was asking where Grandma and Grandpa were. He's like, they were taken. But don't worry, no one's going to take you away. Well, yeah. the locket's made of metal. And apparently, Magneto has the power to take this little tiny locket and send it zip, zip, zipping around. And it just slices through all the policemen's heads and necks and things and with one shot and kills everyone. Yes. It basically severs their brainstem or something. Well, yeah, it's a, he does. Essentially, what hit. I mean, he has, a, he has magnetics, which. Magnetics can be used to do a lot of things. He essentially uses it like like you would you would a railgun. Yeah. So anyway, kills all of them. Boom! In an instant, they're dead. And then he looks up to the sky and essentially, why God, why me? So we go and then we cut to Xavier's school where um, Raven, Mystique, uh, what's her other? We forgot a whole plot line. We'll get. Oh yeah. So. What's her other kid name? Sorry. What's Raven Mystique's? What's her actual person name? Oh, the kid, the um, actress. No, Jennifer Lawrence plays. Yeah, it's Raven. Raven. Okay, I thought there was another name for her. No, so Raven was her character's, you know, name. Okay. Um, it's hard to keep track. Okay. Yeah. So we did forget a little thing where Raven has been going around. She's not part of Xavier's school. She is actually. She's working as a mercenary, and she's, and in this scene. Mutants. Yeah, it's in this scene we realize we see her. Rescuing mutants from an underground fight club where mutants are captured and made to fight to the death um, un- against their will. And she yeah. saves Nightcrawler, but for whatever reason leaves Angel. Oh, no, Angel gets away himself. Okay, Angel goes off by himself. But Angel and Nightcrawler are fighting, and then right before we see Nightcrawler get shoved into the arena, we see that Angel has won ten, has won ten fights so far, and we see a glimpse of who the tenth fighter was that he just killed. It is the Blob. I didn't see that, but... That was the big fat guy who just fell down. Oh, okay. So. So she does that. She did that a little bit earlier. Um, and so then back to where we are currently in our little telling of the plot. She comes to Xavier's school with Nightcrawler because she heard about Magneto. And they're ba- it's basically being all the policeman's death plus his wife and daughters is being blamed on him. She thinks he's in trouble and wants to go save him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where she comes in and she kind of joins up with him to help out... You know, so they can try and save Magneto. Yes. Okay, so now we're back to another plot. Now the Apocalypse is up. <laughs> and Apocalypse basically is going around looking for his new four horsemen. Well, he's, uh, he starts off just trying to get a lay of the land. Sees, um... Storm. Yeah, Storm. I'm try- I think it's Aurora. 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 Is her um is her a character name? They never even said. They her never character. said her character. They didn't name. call her Storm either. I don't think. No, they didn't. She bar- she she talks for a little bit at the beginning when she has barely any lines. Just she has about as many lines as uh, Psylocke does. Yeah, and so there. Um, I've heard that now there's going to be two more films possibly. So hopefully they get more characters into those. Back onto the plot line. So yeah. he he's going through the streets, got in the lay of the land. See see Storm. Storm is a little girl at this time, which, if you know the character's backstory, she was part of a group of, ch- you know, children thieves trying to get by. Uh, this is in Egypt, though, so I, if I remember correctly, it was more... wasn't so much Egypt as it was more, like, Middle Africa, if I remember correctly. I could be so, completely wrong on that. 
something with that. Same, we're still but, in Africa, okay? Yeah. So but anyway, so <laughs> she gets caught stealing, and he goes and he essentially saves her. She takes him to her secret lair, and he gives her her superpower. Her, enhanced he, her power. Enhanced her power. So now she. Now, now she has the white mohawk, and she's all 80s stormed up. Yes. So, and then, and then together, let's just make this easy. Intercut with scenes of Xavier's school and what's going, what we're going to discuss going on with them, we're going to get scenes of Apocalypse going around, and then they're going to go find Psylocke, and then they're going to go find... Psylocke is this um, European-Asian chick. Um mm-hmm who's wearing things that looks like Lilu from Fifth Element might wear, and she has this... It's, actu- it's actually a very... Um, what's the word? A very um, accurate representation of oh, her costume. A lot of the content... Yeah, a lot of them were. I'm just saying it for people who don't know the comics yeah. or the cartoon. But, I mean, if you look up a picture of Psylocke online, you'll see that costume. Yeah. She has, like, this uh, sword whip thingy. I, essentially, what, if, what I remember her powers... Being in the comics, they were ascent. I don't remember exactly what it was explained as, but she can put energy, essentially an energy field around her hands to make like knives, daggers. Okay, yeah. So they, they showed that more in the um, in the comics. She uses both hands. In the movie, she just turns one of her hands into a into a long sword, and her other hand holds a katana. Well, the trivia I read on on online was that. She learned to use both hands, mm-hmm. um, but it was a pain for the. But it, um, what she liked more because it was true to the character, mm-hmm. but it was a bit more of a pain for the animators who did CGI, which might be why they write they kind of didn't do didn't show it as yes. Okay, so, so after Sock, we then get Archangel, which basically they go take Angel, and which and Angel's listening. Angel is apparently like hardcore metal man because they find him in a loft drunk on vodka listening to a Metallica song that was released in 1983, which we did just come out, and he's in, like, East Berlin? Yeah, Berlin is where, at least that's where they found, where they originally had him, is yeah. in Berlin, so that's why I think it's still in. He had German accent, so he's somewhere in Germany. Yeah. But so, so anyways, and they basically turn his wings to metal. Mm-hmm. And they make him into what's called, into the character named Archangel. So. Yeah. And then... Or Archangel, actually, but... Anyway, so then he goes, and... Uh, then they go and find Magneto, and they convince Magneto to join their cause. Yes. Um, so that's what's going on with Apocalypse. Then these scenes are all intercut with Charles' school, where they're talking about saving Magneto. We have Scott Summers getting used to his new Apocalypse eyeglasses, where we have Nightcrawler um, just gaining a lot of kids, and we have... Bits of Jean Grey and the budding romance between her and Cyclops. Yep. And then we then all of a sudden we get to the point where you know Xavier comes back. Uh, he had gone off to do something or other. Yeah. He he gone off to do some other thing. Uh, he comes back and he talk talks to Raven who's there with Nightcrawler because she's trying to find you know Magneto. Magneto to make him better. He talks with her. They find out that they're gonna. He finds out about what Magneto's going on with Magneto. Goes into Cerebro. To find Magneto. He happens to find Magneto while they're getting their new suits and everything from Apocalypse. And Magne- and he talks to Magneto. Magneto's giving his kind of, poor me, I, the world must burn because it cannot re- be civilized. I tried of. your way and 
I've been through this shit before, okay? My people got exterminated once before. I'm not going to let it happen again. Yes, this is the same, you know. It, it's a good character development. Thank goodness, goodness they never considered using the actual name of what he called his little group of mutants in the original comics. What was that? Uh, it was the... It was the League of Evil or Mutants or something like that. Like, he actually calls them evil in his league, and it's like, really? Oh, I... It was something, it was something stupid like that. Yeah, anyway. now I have the Evil League of Evil Bad Watch Horse Song. Beware. Yeah, I have the Bad Horse Song from Dr. Horrible Sing Long Blog yes. in my head. Thanks. Anyway, so, um, while, while Xavier is contacting Magneto through Cerebro, um, <laughs> here, here's the weird thing. So, Magneto, um, he's, Magneto's talking to Xavier through Cerebro. All of a sudden, Apocalypse senses that he's talking to someone telepathically. Well, he... Okay, so Xavier's voice was in Magneto's head. Yeah. But Magneto was talking out loud, and while talking, Magneto turned and was now facing where... Yeah, well, the, was. the way I understand the way they're going to... They explained it. Well, they didn't explain it, but the way they expected you to understand it was since Xavier has a telepathic channel open with Magneto uh, and since um, Apocalypse is able to manipulate people's powers he was able to go go into Magneto's powers and but since um, since Xavier was there was able to latch onto Xavier and open up a channel to Xavier who's in Cerebro, and then control Xavier using Cerebro. And in turn, Cerebro allowed a connection to all the other mutants. Not just mutants, uh, humans too, who actually... And he he got a hold of somehow every single person who has control of nukes. And decided it was launch day. Yeah, so he launched all the nukes into space and destroyed every every submarine and aircraft carrier that had nukes on it and destroyed them, had them destroyed. Which means right now some aliens are going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, so you, just, you you essentially come to Earth and you'll just see nukes all around the planet. Floating, 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 boom. And it's not like, you know, in the future at all, any of these nukes are going to, you know, decay in orbit and come back to Earth, cause explosions. No, that won't happen. Yeah. Mm. Truthfully, it's probably got to be with a trigger mechanism. I don't know how nukes work. To the full, fullest extent, so I'm not even going to try. But anyway, here's the thing. That happens, and then it's, and then from this point on, essentially, he has a connection with Xavier. And they never, they... They don't fully break. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's more Apocalypse Now knows you're the one I need to be connected to. Mm-hmm. So he keeps him, he keeps an ear out for it, basically. Yeah. But, um, well, it, it doesn't take that long because once they destroy Cerebro because, you know, to wrest control away from Apocalypse, uh, they start, le- they leave Cerebro and Apocalypse teleports uh, in with his four horsemen, gra- you know, tel- you know, telekinesis Xavier, no, it was actually Magneto who used his magnetic powers on the wheelchair and brings Xavier on over and they teleport away. But not before something happens where there's an explosion. Uh, Havoc. Uh, Havoc, get, Havoc tries to stop it, runs forward, does his chest blast thing, but he misses the their uh, misses their um, bubble of safety. Teleport. Essentially, their teleport bubble. 
because they teleport away just in time, and his kinetic energy blast hits the engine to the Blackbird, which apparently... Um, Caused an explosion. It will, uh, the Blackbird that uh, Hank McCoy was building, Beast. which causes a huge explosion and destroys the entire... Um, entirety of the uh, school. school, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. And during this time, let's talk bringing oh. storylines together. Uh, all of a sudden, at this point, we have Quick, Quicksilver, who's coming in to meet his father. Who, oh, we forgot earlier, there was a scene where we showed Quicksilver at home, and there's something on the news about Magneto, and he decides to go see his dad. Yeah, he decides to go to Xavier's school so he can see if he can get, get, in, get in contact with Magneto. He, he ends up showing up there and seeing the end since, you know, he's super fast, seeing the explosion and saving everyone. almost everyone. Yeah, while we're watching, it's a really cool scene. It's really awesome. Like, it's a three-minute long scene, uh, scene of a lot of really great special effects. I loved it. I could watch that thing on a loop for probably a good 20 minutes. That one is worth the price of a mission. So that one alone there is a good reason to go check out the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, and of course, we've seen him zip into all the rooms and save all the kids, bring them, bring mm-hmm. everyone outside. Officer are going, how do you know he's getting everyone? Well, funny you should ask, because, see, Jubilee, Nightcrawler, Jean Ju- Grey, and Cyclops had been playing hooky and snuck off to go watch a movie. Yeah, and they just, Return of the Jedi. They just came back, and Cyclops is like, where's my brother? Oh, I'm sorry. Your brother is dead. He was closest to the blast, and he went boom. Yep. And we mourn for all of no seconds. And if you notice, when Quicksilver does first come in, he comes in when the blast has already happened, and it's just starting to get closer to everyone everyone else. And, yeah, there's no more Alex Summer in that little shot. I want to go with my personal headcanon, though, is that he slid in so close to the teleportation bubble that he got caught in the teleportation bubble. Yeah. But no, he's probably dead. Yeah, I, th- I think the trivia said he de- was dead, but you know, since it's not really confirmed in the movie, when they do another one, that can always change. Yeah, so uh, then we get, you know, a revenge boner, and we've gotta go We gotta go and do stop everything. But before that, guess who comes along? Matt Stryker. Oh yes, Stryker comes along and takes with him... Raven, uh, Nightcrawler. No, he did, he, he he knowingly takes along Raven, Beast, Quicksilver, uh, Mortar, Metagart, and someone else. Yeah, Cyclops. No, no, no. Okay, no, he only takes those those ones along knowingly. The and then all of, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, and Scott Summers uh, sneak on board mm-hmm. and to, in order to save them. And they use Jean's little thing uh, powers to make themselves invisible. And they're taken up to, you know, I, did it say Canada? I don't know where it was, but it was in the mountains, and it was snowy, and... Well, anyway, I take... Wolverine's running around at some point. Uh, we'll get to him, but kind of just ruined the reveal, but okay. Yeah, Wolverine's running around at some point so in they, the snow in a later movie. What I was going to say is they take them to the Weapon X facility. There we go. And, you know, you find... Matt Stryker... Where? <laughs> Matt, and it comes up, and Matt Stryker is essentially looking at him going, Where is Xavier? We don't know. Where is Xavier? We don't know. Where is Xavier? Yo, we don't know. You trapped... Okay, we were all passed 
out from the stupid explosion or whatever. No, they were passed out. Well, they were passed out because they did that weird sonic weapon thing that made everyone pass out. Okay, so we're passed out. You all showed up. You can us. You put us in a little bubble, uh, a little room with stuff that, like, stops Resist our powers. powers yeah. Resist powers. How the hell are we supposed to know what's going on outside these walls? Yes. So, anyway, the kid, the three kids, you know, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Scott Summers, are looking for a way to, you know, free everyone while... They find out that there's the things surrounding them to stop the powers. They go, okay, well, let's go turn off the power. They go to turn off the power, and, oh, there's someone in this cage. Oh, he, you don't see him. Oh, he's more he's more not, animal than man. I wonder what he could be. So hmm. they release him. ba 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 Hugh Jackman. Looking mighty fine as ever. Yep. Uh, and they do, this is another part where they do a fantastic job with the costumes because he's wearing the whole headgear headgear and straps around him and injected cables like all of Weapon X and all all those pictures you might have seen on him online if you look up the character. Yeah. So at this point he has no memory. If you remember at the end of Days of Futures Past we saw him getting picked up by Stryker I think? Yeah he was picked up by Stryker from the water when he was blasted away. At this point, he has no memories at all of what's going on, so he's just running around killing everyone. Yep. So lots of good old-fashioned blood splatter effects. Oh, yes. This this movie earned its PG-13 rating. It actually felt like a decent PG-13 yes. movie for once. And so as he's running around, he basically gets to a door so he can escape into that Canadian, that we're assuming, wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the kids come upon him, Jean Grey and all them. And Jean uses her powers to calm him down, takes off the headgear. And gives him a little bit of his memory back, apparently. Wherever she could, wherever she can find, she gave to him. Yeah, and then so, then we come back and we say, you know, after Wolverine's gone, you know, of course, Berserker and killed everyone in the fil- facility except for Matt Stryker and the kids and the other mutants. Well, 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 let's, let's go back to that line there. Everyone in the facility. While Wolverine's going on his rampage, Stryker decides to say, I'll be right back. And gets the hell out of there on a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Leaving his men to die. So, you know, he is a true, you know, patriot there. Well, you need to have Matt Stryker alive, because if you don't, then you're not going to have the Sentinels and all those storylines later on. I'm just talking about what a great guy he is to leave everyone behind. Oh, yeah, he's a a fantastic leader. Which, by the way, he's a, what, general or colonel? I don't remember. I think he's a colonel now. Colonel Stryker. Anywho, so they save them, they get into this new plane, and they're off to Egypt to save the world. Well, well actually, they're off to Egypt to save Xavier. Well, they know they're in Egypt, yes. Yes, because remember, at this when while they were in the facility, uh, I, we did skip a little bit of the story, but while they're in the facility, uh, Apoc- no, Apocalypse get, forces Xavier to send a message out to all humankind about essentially, I'm the leader now. Essentially, his villain you're all monologue. my bitches now. Yeah, he, essentially, he's doing his villain monologue. But in the background of the villain of the villain monologue, um, he's uh, Xavier's able to you know kind of secret away a message in the back of the mental recording, essentially that only Jean Grey could hear. Yeah. To have Jean Grey know exactly where they are. Is that uh, right? So now they go to Egypt to save Xavier. Uh, big fights ensue, ensues, world's going into absolute fucking chaos, uh, it, um, it, Apocalypse is almost transferred with, uh, with, uh, Xavier. Xavier, and this is where Xavier loses his hair, because it's too much of a strain for him! Yeah. And so, 
it just big, big, awesome fights. Fight ensues. Angel is killed. Um, no one else actually in the um, of the four horsemen are killed, but mm-hmm. Angel is killed. Um, and uh, I think this is start. This, it starts on the path for Storm's turn to the good side because she sees that Angel is. She sees what that Angel is killed, and Apocalypse looks at him and goes, "Useless." Well. There was a little bit, too. We did get a little bit more of Storm's character before she became Storm. Uh, when she first bought Apocalypse back to her house, she had a post on the wall of Raven. as mm-hmm. a Raven. And she said something about how that was her hero. She wanted to be like her. Yeah. And so, as they're doing the whole battle, first off, Magne- they, Magneto turned on um, Magneto turned on Apocalypse. Um, Mystique was fine Apocalypse. Beast fight Apocalypse, Phoenix, I mean Jean Grey was fighting Apocalypse, and, you know, they're just not in the... And Xavier's even fighting Apocalypse in his own mind. And so, the, and Storm joins the fight. Yeah. Because, like, she well, saw... Well, this is, the, the Storm joins the fight at the ass end of the fight. She can see, she is, can see their failing, her side's losing, yeah, she sees her side's losing, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm just with the winning side, or she realized her hero, and, and she, well, right. she, she realized what was right, because they keep showing, cutting back to her, watching... The fight on the sidelines going, you know, with that face of, oh my god, what I can't I be on, what have I, what have I done, what have I become, I can't be on the right side kind of reaction. Yep. Um, anyway, so. So, basically, with all their powers combined, they are Captain Platt. I mean, they rip, basically, Apocalypse gets ripped away piece, like, skin piece by skin piece, piece by piece. Well, he, what happens is, yeah, he gets essentially... What Jean Grey does in the third X-Men movie is what she does to him in this. She just kind of, you know, just fillets him. Yeah. Flay, completely fillets him and blows away his skin, muscles, bones, to where he's nothing. Yes. Well, because he's basically immortal, so that's the only way to get rid of him. Yes. Now, we can, and this, now all of a sudden we cut back to Xavier's school. Everyone's all standing around while... Jean Grey and uh, Magneto put the house back together, mm-hmm. and then we cut to you know Xavier talking to Magneto, wanting having one of their little. Um, Forgot part. We also show that now um, Quicksilver and Storm are now met students at the school, talking about how yep. they're gonna stick around for a while. Mag- uh, for whatever reason, Quicksilver has decided not to tell Magneto their relationship. He might get to it eventually. And then we go to the scene where Magneto and Xavier are talking. They ha- And they're talking and all, and, you know, Magneto leaves, blah, 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 blah. You know, essentially it's their normal conversation. Stay with me here. No, I have to do my own thing. Okay. Bye. Bye, friend. Who's going to turn on me and become evil again? So, um, Brotherhood of Evil. That's what the name of the um, mutants are. Brotherhood oh. of Evil. Anyway. Yes. So... Well, and then we cut to... Credits, credits, credits. Uh, no, no, before credits, we cut to, um, what's her name? Um, Mag- no, not Magneto, Mystique. Yeah. We cut to Mystique training the new X-Men. And the, the new X-Men team consists of Quicksilver, Storm, uh, Scott Summers as Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler. Yes. And now we cut, now we fade to black, oh no. Just before we fade to black, they start, you know, training in the danger room against Sentinels. Which is how I believe the last stand started? Uh, no, no. Last, no. no. Okay, I thought... But Sentinels have been a thing in... 
in X Men lore for forever. It's just these are these are the makeshift Danger Room Sentinels. So oh. they're not actually Sentinels, but they looked enough like them. Yeah. And then we get about what ten minutes of credits? About ten minutes of credits, and we get and now this this one doesn't do a mid credit scene. It does a absolute ass end, end credit ass end credit scene. And we see men in suits walking through the Weapon X facility, cleaning up all the bodies, cleaning mopping up, up the all blood, the blood. Vacuuming up all the shotgun shells that people oh. thought would kill Wolverine yeah, for some sit, reason. Sit, um, they're sitting there and they're vacuuming up all these shells. And I'm sitting there laughing going, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. The first hundred shells didn't kill Wolverine when we shot him, but maybe mm-hmm. the next one will. So, anyway, they're cleaning up those shells and then all of a sudden you see the um, them go ahead and open up. And open up the little thing in the lab where Wolverine was located, and have all these blood samples. One of them, which says Weapon X, and so they take that Weapon X blood sample and put it into this cooler with a few other different colored liquids with labels on it that we can't see what they say. But they close the briefcase that that's the cooler, and it says SX Corp. Now, for those who don't know what SX Corp is, which I had to Google this, um, and I would have to if she didn't Google it for me. It's basically... It is Sinestro. Uh, not Sinestro. <laughs> Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Yes. Um, I have no clue who he is either, but apparently he's some other baddie, which uh, apparently well, has... If you, look, if you look up Mr. Sinister, you're going to see a guy in white face with a blue helmet hair and big purple armor with armored purple tentacles and a big red jewel on his forehead. Yeah. Or was, that, was it his forehead or his back? I don't remember which. Anyway, um, he, he's... He's got a stupid design, but he's got like he's got some fairly decent storylines in the X Men universe. Yeah. So uh, that is the end of the movie. What did you think of it? I liked the movie. Uh, I mentioned before how I thought that Brian Singer did a great job balancing all the different characters with all the storylines. I know we just went on for like 35 minutes with just the basic plot, and that may seem like crazy, but we did a lot of these scenes were not very long. It's just enough. It, it was enough to give you the story, give you the emotion, give you the scene, but not to drag it out with a lot of filler. Um, so I thought, so I really liked how all that worked, and that did give you a little bit of background on some people, um, and then you just caught glimpses of others. But it overall, was a really cohesive story, which is something I appreciate. <laughs> uh, and it was enjoy, it was enjoyable. There was great action scenes. There's great costumes, great CGI, great makeup. Um, one or two really bad ADRs. Oh, yeah. I, I don't get how those slipped through. But it was only one or two. I really liked the Magneto storyline. Made him more, a little bit more human. and It made him a very, 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 um, very, very, I can't think of the word right now. Um, it made him into, what's the word? Um, he made him into a very sympathetic villain. It's, I... There was something I read on Reddit recently about, uh, it was semi-recently, about what villain is actually like the hero or something, and someone mentioned Magneto. Because, you think about it, Magneto went through the Holocaust and was if shat you, upon. <laughs> if you go through the movies, yeah, Magneto is one of those villain heroes. You can, but, yeah, but like I explained earlier, in the comics, you can't really call someone a hero if the group that they start... They call themselves the Brotherhood of Evil. Well, I'm not calling him a hero. I'm, he's very sympathetic. It makes it a little bit hard to criticize him because you sort of feel for him. Yeah. I mean, and, and, to be fair, yeah, I do feel for him. And I'll, truth be told, when, you know, 
when he's getting his enhanced powers and learning to control all the metal in the earth. I was sit- I even told you in the theater, I was sitting there going, so he's going to, now this is the point where he's going to make Genosha, which is, he, it's his own little island nation that he li- he is the leader of that he creates a safe haven for all mutant kind. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the movie? I really did enjoy it. Um, after talking about the movie, though, I I do have to admit now there are a few problems with a with it being segmented, going too fast, having a lot of characters. Because there are points where we, I mean, even at the beginning, we're going there. Okay, how did this movie begin again? Because mm-hmm. it was just a lot to take in at once. It was. It would be a great movie to see on to ha- be in a second viewing for. However, I feel like if I see this in a second viewing, I'm going to be a bit more. Nah, about a lot of the um, plot points. It'll be easier to poke holes. Yeah. So, but first viewing, pretty good. Second viewing, maybe not so good. I'd still want to buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Definitely. Um. So yeah, I I give this a viewing of go see in the theaters, please. Yep. Let's let's keep this X-Men thing going. I want to see more with this new team. We're probably not going to see more with this new team because from what we've heard, the new plans are going to be the New Mutants movie and the X-Force movie. Right. I hope they I hope they kind of do like little callbacks, kind of like how on Days of Futures Past they bought back some of the originals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely go see us in theaters. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts? Poe Dameron is the man. Yeah, he's been way too much and not enough. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Have you seen the movie? Are you playing with it? Where's your favorite X-Men movie? Should Hugh Jackman be contracted to play Wolverine till the end of time? Leave us a comment in the blog post at nonoms.net or follow us on, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, we're SMP underscore Jacks. And Facebook, just search for uh, Saturday Morning Pajamas. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank all of our listeners on TuneIn, iTunes, uh, Podbean Player, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. If you don't know what any of these are, well, we'd like to thank to feature Google Play Music, where you can discover us and many others. Um, and once again, we just want to say thank you so much. We look forward to your comments, and we will see you later this week. All right, see you later this week. Bye.